Hello, hello. Hello, my darling. How are you? Oh, I love your transatlantic <laughs> Moira Rose-esque <laughs> accent. Crab apple? <laughs> oh, this delicious crab apple. <laughs> You'll be delighted by the taste of these. Fruit, fruit wines. Yeah, <laughs> fruit, fruit wines. Fruit wine. Oh. oh, hi, I'm Erin, not I- Moira Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were confused and thought that for a second, but... Uh, I'm Nicole Moira Rose. Uh, <laughs> Mackie, thank you very much. Um, but also, I'm an Alexis, but also I'm a David sometimes, but also sometimes I'm a Stevie. You know, it's like, what day is it? What mm-hmm. is my mood? I'm all over the place. I like all the characters of that show. Sometimes I'm a Ted. Yeah. Oh, Ted. I love um, you guys, Shit's Creek is is the shit. You should watch it. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Sorry if you don't know. Um, anyway, hello. How are all of you? <laughs> Welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. What's up? What's going what, on with you? What's what, new? <laughs> what's new? What's new? What's happening? Uh, you know, just uh, uh, I don't know. Same old shit, different day. True that. Yeah. Um, uh, I got. How are you? I'm good. I just ate a black and white cookie. We were talking about it. It was very delicious. And now it's in my braces, so I get to enjoy it this whole episode as wow. it slowly w- makes its way out, which it's like- that's a, that's a life hack if I've ever heard one. This is fucking time release cookie because it's like <laughs> every now and then some saliva like will take a little piece of it and like bring it to my taste buds and it <laughs> releases. And it's like it's like I'm like dropping acid or something. It's like a little, ooh, a little flavor burst. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great um i'm just drinking a beer so <laughs> nothing special here that's time release too with every sip. yeah that's true it's true mm-hmm. um let's see anything any any business that we need to discuss just go to the website ttfepodcast.com yeah know. oh my god it's so much fun yeah um there's a funny picture of us which was legit my gmail picture (laughs) until this time last week because i've started reaching out to like businessy you know i'm like freelancing i'm trying to do my thing i'm like reaching out from like a business perspective to a lot of people and i'm like i probably shouldn't have this like one very old picture of me also too i'm high as fuck yeah, uh, in that picture, and then your face is in it. <laughs> it has, and they're like, "Who's who, who are we talking to? Which one the are one, you? They're both bad. <laughs> the one with the extreme lazy eye, or just the regular lazy eye? <laughs> I'm the one with the extreme lazy eye, by the way. Also, your mouth is doing something weird. It's like almost triangle face. Uh, it is just a lot. Yeah, it's like, oh God. Yeah. It's a delightful photo. Check we don't want to hire either of these people. No. <laughs> Which one are you? You know what? It doesn't matter. Please don't write to us again. Thank you. <laughs> Ma'am, I can tell you're very high in this Ma'am. picture. <laughs> Please don't uh, contact us again. <laughs> uh, um, anything fucked up for you this week? What's your fucked up of the week? I mean, this is a very serious note, but just like how this country hates women and is not uh specifically in georgia how they hate women um yeah and they're uh banning abortion after six weeks and you could like go to fucking jail for it oh god just 
this is the Handmaid's Tale come to life. Like it's it's happening, guys. Um, it, that's I, that was actually my fucked up of the week too. Oh really? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, because it is fucked up. It's uh, it's very upsetting because, I mean, speaking from personal experience, I did not know I was pregnant until I was like pretty far along, and that wasn't like because I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, sort of, but like, <laughs> no, I. There was a lot of circumstances surrounding the fact that I just didn't know. Like, mm. I thought I had a period, uh, but really what happens sometimes is it's the egg embedding in your fucking uterus. Like, oh. And you have the same symptoms. You have, you have like, you bleed a little bit. You have cramps. Like, and I had just gotten my IUD out, so I thought it was just like a light period, and I was like back to having my period again. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, man. Uh, six weeks—that's like people don't even notice they are late on. Like, if you had just gone through your cycle and didn't know that you like had you were waiting for your your. You, you had your last period and were waiting like a full month for your next period mm-hmm. and you had gotten pregnant right at the beginning without knowing it and then your your period's late you're are it's already too late like <sighs> you know what i mean like you're already you're you're two weeks late like that's nothing like people are two weeks late on their periods all the fucking time with all the time yeah also it just like the I don't know what the other regulations in that state look like, but I just uh, was listening to the two part um, the daily uh, the yeah. New York Times podcast the daily. They just did like a two part on abortion regulations in Missouri and um, and in Illinois, and and just like talked to a few different people and their experiences there, and like even that, it's like. You have in I think in the state of Missouri, you have to get sign off like three times from your doctor in a matter of like two weeks or something. And they have to like live 40 miles from you and all this shit. And it's just like all these Jesus fucking phony laws that they that they've set up that like seem somewhat rudimentary or like maybe like they're not that bad. But then if you look at the state and where the majority of people have lived they live yeah. in like out, you know, outskirts rural, of- rural areas, or or yeah, and yeah. there's not a there's no clinic like, like in within hours, an hour like is a long way for some people. Like yeah, it's like hours away from from most people. It's insane. Like I'm, <sighs> I had a hard time just booking a regular fucking you know oh. appointment to get an ultrasound when I first got pregnant. It took it took like a week and a half to just. To, like, from finding out I was pregnant to, like, getting on board with all this shit just and doing what you're supposed to do if you want a pregnancy. I don't know how these people are. I, I don't know. It's just I know insane. Anyway, fuck. Dude. It's pretty heavy. And, like, I'm sorry. Like, whatever you believe. Whatever Man. you believe, it's not your decision. So that's right. It's like you know, you can believe what you want to believe for yourself, but you you do not walk in someone else's shoes. You don't know their life. You don't know what their situation is, and yeah. it's something that that is has been and continues to punish women, specifically women of color, black women. It is, it, and 
especially in a state that is in the South where, you know, Mm -hmm. that's like a majority of the population. It's punishing those women and it's not giving them anything that can help their situation in the alternate like you you know yeah it's like no you can't no you have to have this baby you cannot have this abortion and you know what we're also gonna shit on you if you need assistance from the government and we're gonna shit on you you know if you're not in a financial situation to take care of this child and then if you're not in a financial situation and you have to give up this kid or whatever you know you're not able to take care of them we're gonna punish that kid because we're going to put it into foster care and we're going to fuck up its life. Like, it, it, it's like uh, and every not step mention, along the way. And not to mention uh, the mortality rate for women, especially black women in this mm-hmm. country, is shocking. Yeah. Like, for, uh, for, for ch- through childbirth. Uh, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't even know what else to say. Um, having a baby is... A death sentence for some people. You yeah. don't know what their medical situation is or uh-huh. what is going on with the baby. Like, uh, I don't know what else to say other than it is between a, a woman and her doctor, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you believe, not giving somebody that choice is infringing on that. And especially like just these fucking white men making these goddamn decisions for <sighs> other people is... I can't. I'm Enraging. so over it. I the older I get, the more I'm like, this country's so fucked. It, <laughs> I don't know how it's getting worse, but it is. And it's like I, I just can't. Like I just don't know what to do or say to people out in the world. I'm just like, how are we all functioning? Like things are okay. I don't know. It's very. It's a very wild time. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh. Anyway, man. What, what a time to be alive in a bad way. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Fuck. Mm. Mm. Girl, man, I'll, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's how, that's how we feel. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Who's, who's going through a time. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for that, you know. Uh, but I'm not, I, ha- I feel like we needed to talk about it. Also, we talk about this stuff personally a lot, but we hadn't talked about this yet, which is why it's so raw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just will brief quickly before and we'll talk about something serious and then we start the podcast so that we don't have to talk about that, but it made its way in. <laughs> yep. Here it is. This is how we talk to each other. Like, whoops. Oh, we're actually recording a podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I love I'm it, just, though. I'm just fucking... It's scary. I'm scared, man. I know. I'm scared. I, but I, you know I, what? I think... I'm you're you're smart. I want to know your opinions on this stuff. And I like talking to you and I don't want to apologize for talking to you about whatever I want. If that's abortion, if that's buttholes, if that's gross, shitty mediocrity of white men, if that's Mm -hmm. fucking the Mothman's dick. I will talk about these things with you if I want, because it's our podcast. We do what the fuck we want. 2019. Yes, bitch. (laughs) fucking love you man i love you too you're the best you're the best oh man <laughs> god damn should we uh should we talk about something fucked up besides like you know just everything in general <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> we got a topic today i don't know if you guys <laughs> know we do have topics um y'all ready for this jock jams pump up the jam yo dance dance 
Pump, pump the jam, pump it up. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's do a podcast. Okay. Well, let's see. Today we're talking about um, a woman mm-hmm. who may or may not have been a massive criminal. We don't know. <laughs> like a crime boss, like a crime a boss, mob, almost like a mob boss type. Yeah, yeah, criminal yeah. mastermind. Yeah, but who's to say? I don't know. Let's w- w- let's go through it and see what we think at the end. Um, and okay. Ha- and maybe what you guys think at the end after we Love present it. to you the story of Ma Barker. <laughs> <laughs> she was born Arizona Clark, which fucking cool name. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, thank you. Yes, I-, I agree. I love that name. It's so cool. Um, yeah. Arizona, love it. Um and she was born in Ashgrove, Missouri mm-hmm. on October 8th, 1873. So this is a long time ago. Um, she married <laughs> a man. She married a man named George Barker in 1892, and they had four sons. Herman, Lloyd, <laughs> Arthur, a.k.a. Doc, and Fred. Um, oh. Let's see. Herman was born in 1893. Lloyd was born in 1897. Arthur was born in 1899, and Fred was born in 1901. So, mm. very Pete, cool. Like Pee-wee Herman. Ha 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 ha. Oh, bet you didn't. Bet you guys didn't think that was coming back. <laughs> Bitch. Wait, did we do that in a Patreon episode or in a regular episode? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. But, wait. Yeah, I think it was Patreon, <laughs> and I still can do it. <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 what does he say about Francis? Francis. I can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hello, yeah. Francis. Francis. Yeah. Um, All right. Fuck Francis. Uh, what a dick. <laughs> that guy's a fucking ass turd. Yeah. Um, sorry. Off turd. topic. Well, her son's... Uh, as it turns out, end up being huge pieces of shit. And she gets into the life of crime with them somehow. She gets like, uh, she gets on the radar of the FBI. And um, yeah, I don't know. This is when the FBI was very new. So who knows? <laughs> so our question is, was she, she just caught up because she loved her sons and wanted to hang out with them and was just like an unconditional, like loving mother? Yeah. Uh, or was she an actual mastermind of a gang of 25 dudes who robbed, kidnapped, and shot up the Midwest? Oh, fuck. We might yeah. not solve this. We, we might, might not have the answer to this question. I would like your hypothesis before we get into it. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. I think, okay, me too. I'm the For me, there's a gray area where it's like, maybe she wasn't like planning crimes, but she for sure was like aiding and abetting her criminal sons absolutely like you know what's going on you know what i mean like you can love your kids too much and she was like one of those people yeah um and i mean and i mean it in the way of like um just being blind to faults and you know things that are big red flags in general so or it's like you know how some moms are like oh like to their like 30 year old sons who still live at home in the basement, it's like, oh, you're so handsome. Any woman would be lucky to have you. And it's like, you need to stop lying to your son. 
<laughs> well, oh, oh, it's like the mom of the flat Earth Society guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that That's, is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, maybe you're right, or I guess maybe you're smart. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> the crimes you're committing aren't that bad. I don't know why these mean policemen are trying to put you in jail. Yeah. It's just really it's really rude. You have so much talent for robbing people. Yeah. Here, <laughs> so, eat your meatloaf. Yeah. So she's um to me, I think the mom from the Goonies. The oh. like the mom that of the, the crime dudes, the Fratelli yep. brothers or whatever. <clears throat> the she that's who I have in my mind when I think of uh Ma Barker. Yeah, that's so I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I like looked at pictures of her. She has she even has like that jowly kind of scowly face. I was thinking, oh, you know what's weird? I was thinking of that exact same lady, but a different movie, which is Throw Mama from the Train. Yes, she is a total nightmare, uh, but not a criminal. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's funny, but she does look like that lady. Yeah, she she definitely resembles her. Um, anyway, so her kids were real assholes, like always. And it's probably because, like, her and her husband just didn't bother to make sure they went to school or generally got an education. Now, this is the turn of the century. This is, like, we're, you know, people in the country are probably not doing so great. And then we're, like, heading into the early days of the Great Depression. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, They just – they were poor. They didn't – the dad, George Barker, was kind of this, like, shiftless dude who couldn't hold down a job. Um, Mm. Just – and then she – so she's probably, like, doing her best to raise four boys, but they are wild. So all the boys are getting in trouble – from a pretty young age. Uh, Herman fucked up first since he was the oldest. Mm-hmm. He got arrested for highway robbery after running over a child in the getaway car. So <gasps> oh, already already starting off really terrible. And then Was so, he riding a bike? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like the kid? No, Herman, like Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee's oh. Big Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> No, I don't was know. There a think... wo- was there a woman driving the getaway car and was she like, tell him large march? <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. And the kid died. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know if the kid died or not, but oh, definitely, oh. it doesn't say. But I assume, you know, back in those days, it was like, eh, you get the flu, you die. You get yeah. hit by a car and your legs all mangled. You're probably going to die. I don't know. Fucking splinter in your finger. You dead. You're dead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> They had no vaccinations. Everybody's dying everywhere. Um, So either way, fucked up. Um, So over the next few years, Herman and his brothers were just repeatedly involved in many, many crimes of increasing seriousness. Like they just kept leveling up. Uh, (laughs) It's like they would started out stealing a pack of gum and then they were ended up doing, I don't know, robbery and murder eventually. Oh, God. So, yeah. Well, you work your way up, you know? Yeah. Uh, they were, I guess, inducted into major crime by a gang called the Central Park Gang, which I guess was a pretty famous gang back then. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking musical. 
Let's go do some crimes. <laughs> we'll steal a bra, then we'll kick and we'll dance. And we're the worst men you could ever find. We're the Central Park gang. Yeah, Ba-ba, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's our musical, guys. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, Herman died uh, pretty early. Uh, I think he was like in his 30s. August 29th, 1927, in Wichita, Kansas, after a robbery and confrontation with police that left one officer dead, he shot the officer at point blank range in the mouth. These oh. dudes were ruthless. Like, they were not just like bumbling idiots. They were like fucking bad guys. Holy so- fuck. How did he get that close to the cop? I don't know, man. Dude. He was just gnarly. And he ended up killing himself to avoid uh, getting caught after he was seriously wounded after crashing his car. Oh, he like so. shot the cop, fled the scene, got and into crashed. an accident. And then was, like, was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then in 1928, uh, Lloyd... Barker was mm-hmm. incarcerated in the federal pen- penitentiary in Le- Leavenworth, Kansas. I don't know what he did to get in there, but probably like many, many things. Yeah. Um, and then Arthur, aka Doc, was got thrown in Oklahoma State Prison around this time. And then Fred, the I don't know if he's the youngest or not, but he, yeah, he was the youngest. He also got thrown in jail, thrown into Kansas State Prison. Um, so, and then around the same time, around 1928, George, the dad is like, fuck this trash ass family. And he just like <laughs> leaves, he leaves Ma. She's all by herself. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of like, when you do a, like, a, like when, you, well, we don't do these anymore, but like when you would do a class project with people and there would be like someone just like being like, no, we should do this. We should do this. And you're like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And everyone's against it, but they're like steamrolling the whole group. And then it, it wasn't a good idea. And it like turns out bad. And then they just like fuck off and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to work on this anymore. You guys suck. And you're like, no, yeah. this was your bad idea. Yeah. You fuck. Well, <laughs> George was, he was garbage he i mean come on yeah he's yeah. just like such a trash person too but it's he, like the trash family he of his own creation <laughs> right yeah he was like um he was i mean some people say he got booted out of the house but he mm. most likely just left because he didn't want to deal with it anymore but some some people uh like other family members were like no, no, he uh, he got kicked out by Ma because he refused to support Lloyd after he got arrested. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming Lloyd was Ma's favorite <laughs> uh, because George you was can't, like. <laughs> you can't not say Lloyd without being like Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. <laughs> Every time you say it, you're like, yeah, because he wouldn't support Lloyd. Lloyd. How do you say that? How else do you say that fucking no, name? I, no, I mean you as in like the royal you. In general. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like no one could say it. It's like even if it's your name, you're like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Lloyd. <laughs> Sorry for if your name is Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. I love it. I think it's a good name. It's just hard to say it any other way. Yeah. Uh, it's a double L, so I like always see it as Yoid. <laughs> Like the Spanish Lloyd. I see it as Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> or I see it as Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Lloyd was uh, 
he's in jail and George is like, fuck that guy. And Ma's like, no, fuck you, George. He and George is like, he committed a crime. He deserves to be punished. But Ma was like, fuck you. He's just going through a phase. Get out. (laughs) She was just so obsessed with her sons. Like it's like Get out. Get out. How dare you say that about Lloyd? Well, either way, I don't know what the conversation was, but George got the <laughs> fuck out of there. And he's still trash, though, because he was even after his some of his sons died, he was trying to, like, claim their assets as, like, next of kin. So, sorry, spoiler alert. Some of them died. Ew. Yeah. Oh. Well, they've like, all died by this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, well <laughs> I'm just saying the dad was, like. After the sons yeah, yeah, yeah. died violently, he was like, oh, but like they have some money that I, I, I'm their dad. Let me have it. I don't know. So what did. What Poor a- Sherman. No, it was Herman. God damn it. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, Floyd. He's my favorite. It's Lloyd, sir. <laughs> it's Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Um, yeah. So Ma's sitting there in her shitty ass house with no husband no sons for like years, like from 1928 to 1931. She's just kicking it by herself. But <laughs> the, the FBI suggested that during this time she was getting, quote, loose with local men. <sighs> and I'm going to say something because this pisses me off. Okay. It's entirely possible she was out there doing some things with some local yeah. men. Because you know what? Being a woman during this time – with no support, no education, your choices are very limited. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe she did have to resort to sex work, and maybe she liked it. Who fucking cares? FBI, go fuck yourself. Like, if you were trying to – like, I think this is after-the-fact kind of uh, detail that the FBI added to her profile because, um, you know, they just wanted to make her look as bad as possible. That's my first hypothesis about this whole (laughs) – this whole picture of her but who knows like she could have been a shitty person in general but you like don't need to add that i don't know and dude yeah in this circumstance it's like okay cool but at, at any rate she found some dude to like who like lived with her uh, who cares what his name was um but he'll come up later actually i should probably <laughs> say what his name was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, this guy, oh, Arthur Dunlop, Dunlap, Dunlop, um, starts living with her around 1930 and he was like this jobless dude who just oh, kind of no. clung on to her. Um, anyway. Listen, one thing's clear. Maybe she wasn't very smart and I don't mean like that to be rude. I mean like common sense wise. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't a good decision maker. I feel like. Mm-mm. And I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. But anyway. But also maybe she was desperate. We don't know. We just don't yeah. know. At, at any rate, I just, I don't think it's necessary to be like, paint like if you're going to paint this picture of this person, FBI, yeah. to like include the detail of what she was trying to do to survive. Um, no, it's sexist. Yeah, some. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, and I think that, like, helps them uh, springboard into other areas of her life that they want to paint a bad picture about. So, oh, anyway. 
that's that's all. That's all I have to say about that. But <laughs> just starting off on a bad foot uh, here. So she goes through those years. It's a hard, hard time. Um, yeah. Again, the Great Depression is in full swing, and she's struggling, doing what she can to survive while her four sons are in prison. She has no one to support her, but then she hooks up with this dude, Arthur Dunlop, and uh, that that was that period of time. And then she gets through it. I think um, her sons, some of them at least, get out of jail, and that's when things start going kind of wild. Yeah. Okay. I feel like she wasn't very present in this next part that we're going to talk about but this is the thing like people are like oh see like she wasn't really around when this was happening like she was like living with some of her sons during this time Uh, well they were living with her I would say Mm -hmm. uh and uh people are like oh so like see she wasn't like a mastermind but this is like they do some like real heavy shit they do some like bad yeah. bad stuff yeah. and i just feel like she wouldn't have been involved in actually carrying out any of the these tasks no and isn't it sexist to think that she was just some like meek little lady who only cooked them pancakes yeah that's sexist could she have been a crime boss fuck yeah women yeah. could do anything that's true and- so, you don't know there's plenty of awful shitty women in this world <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. equality <laughs> that's right that's right Um, so um they were like they were living in saint paul at this time so like a couple of the brothers get out of jail they meet up with this other guy uh i forget his first name but that will come later but his last name is carpus alvin and alvin carpus yeah and they're like we like doing crime and he's like me too and it's like the crime central gang act two yeah. Except they're not the Crime Central gang. They're the Carpus Barker the gang. Cent- the Central Park gang. What did I say? Park Central? <laughs> you said Crime Central. <laughs> it is. Rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> this musical flopped on its first go-round, so we're rebranding it. We know that's the secret to life. Just stick another name on it, sell the same product, you'll be fine. Yeah, Carpus Barker. Yeah, Carpus Barker. So, they were, not to be confused with, and no relation to Bob Barker of Price, Price is Right. Is right. I just or, want to make sure no one thinks that. Or Travis Barker, which kind of sounds like Carpus. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer of Blink-182. <laughs> Are you sure his name isn't Carpus? It may be. He might have changed it. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, they they get they they hook up the these two units of crime people. <laughs> There's a crime gang merger in St. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah, and they start doing some motherfucking crimes, dude. If they were from Northern California, they'd be saying hella crimes. They'd be like, well, we're doing hella crimes. (laughs) And you know what? It was greatly appreciated at this time because the police force in St. Paul was like, fuck, you know what? Come as you are. We love everyone here. Even if you're a criminal, say hi to us on the street. When you're walking around, hey, if you need food, if you need a place to stay, we're going to help you. And if you're a criminal, just let us know. And we'll like make a mental note and do your crime not in St. Paul. Yeah. Just do your crime outside of St. Paul and then we don't have an issue. Uh, but also maybe 
<clears throat> if you're going to do your crime in St. Paul, we want a cut of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a safe haven for criminals back yeah. then, which is wild, man. Dude, it's very wild. And this was also a fun time because it was like leading into this time period prohibition was happening but there had already been a um there had already been like a lot of breweries set up in St. Paul because of all the like Polish and German immigration thank god because then now we have beer yeah and so they were like all these breweries but then prohibition came and they obviously couldn't run their brewery businesses so well on the up and up they were like selling soda and Something called near beer out the uh-huh. door, out the front door, which I'm guessing is like, uh, what's the one? Uh, oh, Duels. Oh, Duels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is Poly Girl too? I think. Is that a real beer? Yeah, that's. I think that's. Yeah, Saint Poly Girl. Yeah, is that a sure. alcohol free beer? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know very much about non-alcoholic drinks. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Although I I hear that they're beginning to be all the rage these days. Like yes, like, like mocktails. Yeah, mocktails and and breweries are starting to brew like non-alcoholic beer, like in a great that are it's that's not like disgusting. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what they were selling out the front door, but out the back door they were still making regular beer, and they were working with the local gangs to distribute it. And At, I mean, anyone worth their salt during this time that was looking to survive yeah. was doing Helping some out. doing some uh illegal fucking shit. Oh yeah. But Boot, that and that's where the money. Yeah, bootlegging, yeah. that's where all the money was. That's those uh and it was alleged that the Carpus Barker gang was one of the crime families <clears throat> that was making a lot of money off of like these illegal goings on. Got it. Um, and so anyway, prohibition ended. I'm not sure what year, but it was very close to then. And they were like, fuck, dude, like, what What are we going to do now that, you know, where we got, they basically got looped out, you know, because yeah. they, they didn't need that part in the system anymore. They just like removed them, closed the loop. It was legal again. They were selling beer the regular way. And then they're like, shit. So then they're like, oh, maybe we should like try kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's uh, pivot here in our uh, <laughs> crime strategy. So we're not making any money on prohibition anymore. We yeah. need to find a new revenue stream. Yeah. Kidnapping. Love it. We'll get ransom. It'll be. Let like- me pull up. Let me pull up my 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 PowerPoint here. Um, <laughs> this is how it here, works. Yeah. For I'm going to walk you through the pros of kidnapping. One. <laughs> Um, it looks very gangster. It's like hardcore crime. That's right. Two, we can and get big money in huge mm-hmm. chunks. Another point I'd like to make is it doesn't have to be a kid per se. It could yeah. be an adult. Look. Uh, that's just the term. I don't know. We're criminals, but we're not, listen, we're not bad people. We're just criminals. We're not going to kidnap actual kids. Okay. We're going to yeah, go yeah, for the adults. Yeah. Also, kids aren't worth as much as the adults. The adults know where the cash is kept. Yeah. Let's get these let's get these grown ass men. Yeah. Let's get these grown ass men. And that's what they did. In yep. June of nineteen thirty three, William Ham two M's, so we know it's Ham. Ham. Um Good William thing his name's Ham not Judy. Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Lloyd Ham. <laughs> that's not his name. 
Lloyd Hammam. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so William Ham Jr., president of Theodore Ham Brewing, which if you've ever had ham beer, it's very good. Mm. It's still around. It's yeah, I think it's still it's still it's hard to find, but uh, you could yeah. usually find it at like barbecue restaurants. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um was he was kidnapped by the gang on his walk home from the brewery for lunch, which is wild to me that people used to like go home for lunch. I know. Well, yeah. I guess they had to. Yeah, there was right. no like sweet green around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was doing a New York Times crossword puzzle the other day, and one of the answers was Pret-a-Manger. Ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Um, so, uh, it, and it was four of the Carpus Barker boys that, like, they threw a hood over his head, um, put him in, in the car with them, and drove off to a safe house in Illinois. And at first, they were, like, super worried that they picked the wrong guy because he was, like, super calm. He was Whoa. just kind of like, what am I going to do in this situation? I can't see. I don't know what's yeah. happening. I'm not going to freak out. That's not going to help anyone. He was just, like, but chill. He's just sitting there with a the hood on his head, like, yeah. all right. All Can right. you guys turn up the radio? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did they have radio in those days? I don't no, even know. <laughs> not in the car. Not in the car, yeah. No. Um, uh, but he he was the right guy, and they got him to the safe house. They made him sign four ransom notes demanding $100,000 for his, like, safe return. Um, That's and it, a lot of money for back then. Dude, it's a shit ton of money. It was, like, $1.8 in today's dollars. Dude. Yeah. These guys had some fucking huevos, dude. This dude. Is- gnarly big ass nuts <laughs> they got them huge ass sacks you know what i mean i i do unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> what does uh, that mean <laughs> i know what you mean by sacks oh okay i thought As you in had, ball sacks <laughs> i thought maybe you had like a personal connection to like some really huge sacks and i was like whose are they okay so um they got the money. This all like actually went very smoothly. They got the money. The next day they like dropped him off by the train tracks. He made his way wow. home. That was it. And then they were like, dirt, dirt, that was easy. Let's do that again. Oh uh, my God. And so six months later, they were like, oh, let's pick an even wealthier person. Um, and they went for the president of Commercial State Bank, Edward Bremer, who wow. This is interesting, too. His father was the owner of Schmidt Brewery. So there's also, a, uh, like, there's also maybe a prohibition connection there, too. And it's kind of like uh, historians have looked at this and said this may have been a little bit of, like, not revenge, but, like, they were targeting people who own breweries. And so that's why they think, like, they were involved in oh. the prohibition era, like, moving of alcohol product. I see. So they were like, yeah, oh, this is a nice brewery here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, yeah. Like after Prohibition, like after working with these people who are illegally moving alcohol through their breweries. Yeah. Yeah. And like they were like pissed that they got cut out of like, because now it was legal. So they're like, wait, what the fuck? But we still want to work with you. And they're like, no. And then they're like, oh, really? Oh. Oh. You think you're all legal and hot (laughs) shit now? Oh. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I don't think and so. And they did. And they did. Because then they were like, um, this guy's even richer. 
with an even richer dad, let's ask for double the money this time. So in January of 1934, a couple of the Barker bros jumped Edward Bremer after he dropped his daughter off at school. They, like, found him on the street, and they pistol-whipped him in the back of the head, and then made him climb into his own fucking trunk, which is so rude. And then they got in his car, because they're like, well, we can't leave his car here, and he's in his own trunk. Let's, like, we'll take this car, (laughs) and then we'll, like, go switch it out with another car. But then when they got in the car, they couldn't figure out how to work his fancy car, so they had to, like, (laughs) go back around to the trunk and be like, hey, uh, sorry about this, but can you... (laughs) Can you start your car? <laughs> we need to kidnap you. Hurry up. Let's go. Yeah. And he was like, okay. So he helped them start the car. Uh, and then they took off. They changed cars uh, down the road. And there was uh, obviously like a bunch of blood in his trunk. And so when the police found uh. his car, they're like, oh, no, he's probably dead. But he wasn't. He was um, in that same safe house in Illinois. Uh, that they had been to previously, I think. And um, and at this point, things are still going smooth because they had started working with police chief Tom Brown of St. Paul, who was super corrupt uh, and was helping them find people. And he, like, helped them, f- I think, pinpoint Bremer as, like, a good person a good mark yeah yeah yeah. and then he was like oh p.s there's people in his inner circle that are like super corrupt and they'll totally help us like get the ransom get the ransom and so and they won't talk that's what we need Uh. but he was wrong he like picked helped pick the chauffeur uh um of bremer and he ended up talking and anyway it was a whole big shit show um uh, because also they had asked for the $200,000 ransom to Bremer's dad. And his dad's like, but how do I know he's alive? We found his car. There was all this blood in the trunk. He might be dead. Mm. I'm not going to pay you unless you show me he's alive. And they were like, well, you'll never know unless you pay us. But we're telling you he's alive. And you're yeah. just going to have to believe us. And he's like, well, that's kind of horseshit. And so <laughs> he's like... um, okay, I have a better idea. And what they didn't know is that he was friends with, uh, Bremer's dad was friends with President Roosevelt. Oh, shit. Who was like, oh, um, hey, newly formed FBI. Um, There's like some weird shit going on with one of my close and personal friends who's a very wealthy man. It's happening in St. Paul. And they're like, oh, yeah, like we've been hearing St. Paul's like kind of fucked up. Yeah, there's some shit going there, going on there. It's there's a criminal some... haven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a criminal safe space. Yeah, and it's uh... like Amsterdam for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to make a wire joke real quick. Y'all yeah, remember Hamsterdam? <laughs> and one of the people they kidnapped was Ham. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. Connections are made. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> a wire joke. I was like a w- wire, and then I realized like, you're talking about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Um, so they were like, uh, the FBI is like, okay, we'll uh, we'll take a look at this, and also, um, the uh the president, President Roosevelt, was doing these like fireside chats on the radio. 
Yeah. And broadcasting them. And he also mentioned this kidnapping. And all of a sudden, there was, like, too much, like, attention. Heat. Yeah, there was a lot. It generated a lot of heat. A lot um, of heat. I mean, like, we're talking summer... You New think York you're City. in the fire during that fireside chat, bitch. Oh, you're yeah. Like, you're burning. The heat is all over. You're at a fucking Tony Robbins seminar and you are walking on the coals. It is hot. <laughs> but mind over matter. It doesn't feel hot. That's a trick. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. No, I think it's I don't either. I, will, I would never do it. No, it's stupid. I wouldn't purposely burn myself. All <laughs> right. So then there's way too much attention. And... Uh, the FBI is like, listen, we'll give you the ransom cash and we're going to record all the serial numbers on it so that we know when it gets laundered where it's going. It's very smart and that's how we'll catch them. And so they did that. They ended up giving the gang the cash and then they asked Brenner for information on his kidnappers when he like made it home safely and he didn't want to say anything because he's like, no, they'll kill me. They said they'd kill my family, blah, blah, blah. And he. They're like, stop being a baby. Like, how are we supposed to find these guys? They're just going to torment other people. So he ended up telling them, like, who was involved. And then the FBI was, like, really able to closely monitor the money at that point. Because they're like, okay, they, like, run in these circles. They're probably going to reach out to these people about laundering the money. Um, And so the gang freaked out. They're like, fuck, like, there's way too much attention. They're waiting for us to make a move and make a mistake. So they ended up going to, like... Cuba and then they didn't want to stay there for whatever reason uh so they ended up coming back and moving to um uh Lake Weir Florida with Ma Baker again so they're back in her house and they just like at this point uh we're hiding out so like basically they spent a year trying to figure out how to launder this money not getting any any breaks, really. Yeah. Um, And probably, like, I think they were still committing smaller crimes. And yeah, they had, like, other people in their, you know, gang that were helping them bring in an income and all this stuff. But they couldn't launder this big pile of money that they had because the FBI would have caught them immediately. But it didn't matter because they ended up getting caught anyway because there was too many people involved at this point. I think at one point during, I don't know if it was during this time or like before, uh, the like Arthur Dunlop dude that Ma mm. Barker was living with, yeah, he like had a big mouth, like he drank a lot and he had a big mouth. Oh, and what a winner! She really knows yeah, how to pick up. <laughs> she really does, but sh- he fucking um, had some loose lips, and I think they were like, "This guy's got to go. He's gonna like, he's gonna cost us." some serious shit so they killed him oh my god yeah they fucking killed him fucking loose end you know you gotta snuff it out yeah you gotta tie it up they killed ma barker's like dude um boy toy and she was like i don't don't, like how i don't know after all that yeah she still was like "Eh, my kids are it's fine my kids are my kids well they're undoing uh eventually was by one of the minor gang members in their gang he's like a little junior gang member he's like he's like part of the chorus line in the musical of crime central park yeah uh crime central park (laughs) central park of the crime central park gang yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> he's like a chorus member. He's a minor character. Like maybe we met him in like act two for like a minute, but he's back and better than ever in act three, baby. Cause he's like, listen, um, I'm going to do some crimes. And then when he got caught, the police are like, ooh, uh, we hear rumors that you're part of the Carpus Barker gang. Is that true? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, you're going to go to prison forever. And he's like, oh, I think I do know what you're talking about. Oh, that gang. <laughs> I thought you were talking about another gang. Oh, oh I thought, I you, thought said you were talking about the Travis Barker <laughs> gang. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, I Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Corpus Christi gang. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's different. Uh, yeah, so he was like, okay, his name was Byron Bolton, too, which never trust a Bolton, because mm -mm. we know from Game of Thrones, that's bad. And no. unless it's Michael Bolton, he seems like an okay guy. But yeah. um, they were like, okay, tell us what's up. And he's like, okay, they're hiding out in this place in Florida. Um, Just give me a lighter sentence. And they were like, okay. So basically, yeah. he pointed. Fucking yeah, he narked. Snitch. Snitch. And I, I. You know, snitches get stitches. I don't think he ever, I think he just probably like lived his life after that. I didn't read yeah. much about him after that. I, who cares? Yeah. <sighs> but now the FBI knows where they are. Yeah. And they fucking. He, yeah. They like, they, they're going, they're going in. Go ahead. What happened? Well, they, they figured out where their hideout was. Mm -hmm. Um, and at this time, I mean, I think it it was just where Ma Barker and her son Fred was. Yeah, yeah. but it was a hideout because they were like secret. But before that, they they had captured uh, Arthur, the, her other son, not yes. the, not her not her boyfriend. Her other right, son right. got arrested in Chicago, and what solidified their like knowledge of where the hideout was was he had a fucking map on him. Oh, uh, no. Arthur, Arthur got arrested in Chicago in January of 1935, and he had a map which showed exactly where the, the fucking oh, God. hideout was. Oh, my God. So they knew they were in Florida, but, like, didn't exactly know where to find them, and then they find right. this map on Arthur. And so they, they like, they find... Right, because it's Ma and Fred that are – I thought that it was hold Ma up. and Doc for some reason. Yeah, but it's Ma and Fred that are holed up, right? So the, Yeah. And so on the morning of January 16th, the FBI uh, surround the house, and they weren't aware that – so they're trying to get, like, the, the gang. Like, they know this is where the hideout is. They think yeah. that it's, like, a bunch of the gang is here. Or, like, yeah, um, they know it's a hideout. Yeah. Yeah. But – they didn't realize that a, a bunch of the gang members had left three days before, <laughs> leaving only Fred and Ma in the house. So the agents ordered them to surrender, um, but then they just – Fred started shooting. Um, and they had like a four-hour shootout, oh which was gnarly, I guess. Four hours. Dude, that's fucked up because like – okay – 
we still don't know how to what involvement Ma has had at this point. We also we don't know if she was like also shooting at the FBI during the shootout. But God, I I I don't hope so. But like I hope I she do. like I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope she was like involved and not just like scared in there with her son basically holding her hostage, not letting her go out. You know, like yeah. that's rude. So this fucking shootout is happening, and it's four hours long. A bunch apparently this is allegedly I don't know if this is true or not but a bunch of local people like in the in the neighborhood came out to watch the events unfolding <laughs> some of them even had picnics during the gunfire which fucking Florida man dude I was gonna say it started or it started early back then um <laughs> and then when the gunfire finally stopped uh it stopped because they had killed both Fred and Ma oh. um and the FBI told – they made – this is really fucked up. They made a local uh, estate handyman named Willie Woodbury go into the house wearing a bulletproof vest to see if there was anybody alive inside. Oh, my so God. They didn't even go in themselves. They just were like, oh, um, sir, sir, uh, you know some of the houses around here. Have you been in this house before? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, oh, so can you just put this vest on really quick and just go check and see? He was like the equivalent of a fucking like bomb robot basically oh going God. in. So rude uh, of the sir, FBI. Sir, you look poor. Uh, yeah. What did you say your job was? Oh, you're a handyman. So uh, I guess you just like do whatever someone needs you to do. Great. We have a job for you. Uh, you're just going to wander yeah. into this house. Oh, we have a vest. We don't have a helmet. So, yeah, they made a fucking handyman go in and check and see if they were still alive. That's fucking awful. So, yeah, they they found the bodies. They're both in the front bedroom. Uh, Fred had a lot of bullet wounds, lots of just he was totally riddled with bullets. Ew. Uh, But Ma appeared to have died from a single bullet wound. Um, According to the FBI account, a Tommy gun was found lying in her hands. Uh, other sources say it was lying between the bodies of Monfred. I don't know if wh- who knows what's real. Yeah. Uh, and then they put their bodies out on public display. Uh, oh, yeah. Just I guess because it's like so sensational and I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and up. they did that back then. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So who knows if she really was? But that's like how she died. Yeah. Um. So who knows if she was really really uh the mastermind but i don't know yeah i think well so now we get to like where we figure out like that a lot of the rumors and stuff that had been spread about her came after the fact from yeah. jagger hoover who was leading the fbi at the time and like this was one of the more high profile like this was one of his earlier high profile cases yeah this is like the proto like fbi's most wanted list yeah basically yeah and so he so uh, we don't know if she shot a gun and you know the the tommy gun lying in between them or in her hands or whatever they said you know whatever they're claiming is just like whatever they claimed they they also um, started spreading information quickly after this because they didn't want to look bad if they accidentally gunned down a, an innocent woman. Innocent woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so J. Ad- 
J. Edgar Hoover's statement immediately after was that she was the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade. He made her out to be sexually promiscuous, which is how people take down women, obviously. Like, that's how yeah. you, like, taint women's um, uh, reputation. Reputation, yep. And then uh, he said she enjoyed the lifestyle that was the fruit of her son's crimes and supposedly had a string of lovers. So, he, you know, it's like, oh, she, like – Maybe she she was either responsible for the crimes or and was like a mastermind or at the very least she benefited from like all of their crimes and she really enjoyed this lifestyle because they had money and she yeah. could do all these things and she had lovers and all this stuff and it's like I don't know that seems now after like going through all this and like it, it, it just seems maybe unlikely but I like to think that she was in charge of it i don't know it's yeah it's hard and um alvin carpus he was he put the carpus in carpus barker um <laughs> he later wrote like a memoir or something he like wrote down some of the events that happened and and um in this account he claimed that Mar ma barker couldn't plan breakfast let alone be a criminal mastermind which i think is a huge fuck you to her and i think that's even ruder and it sounds like Maybe someone who wanted to take all the credit for being the Carpus Barker gang and being the head of it, but wasn't really and fucking felt bad about it. So he had to defame her. Ugh. And so that sounds shitty. And I don't know. Uh, I just don't know what to think about it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, who knows? Like, we weren't there, obviously. Yeah. But like, the whole aftermath of this is that, like, they just really the FBI really painted her with a a very fucked up brush. They yeah. were just like she was the mastermind. And it's like there was like a bunch of dudes just like they were just committing crimes of opportunity. It didn't seem that organized. Um if she really was a criminal mastermind, I feel like it would have been like a little bit more organized. I don't know. Well, they kidnapped people. I feel like they did. Yeah. They did. They weren't just like robbing trains. Right. They, yeah. they did like up level, but who knows who was responsible for that. And I hope she was. Otherwise, she died in a very sad way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And women I can do crimes. Yeah, women can do crimes. Um, I, as I was reading this, this uh, very interesting tidbit popped out to me. Um, so Doc Barker, Arthur, her her one son that I think he was the only one that survived maybe. Because he was in prison. Yeah, he uh, – I don't know where he was, but he in 1935 was sent to Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. And um, he – oh, he was – yeah, so he ended up in Alcatraz. I think he was uh, sitting there. And then Alvin Karpis was also arrested uh, soon after uh, and I think sent to Alcatraz as well. And a bunch of the gang members ended up at Alcatraz, which mm. is very interesting. Doc was um, killed after he tried to escape Alcatraz in 1939. Oh. But then Alvin, he was uh, – I don't know when he got sent to McNeil Island Penitentiary, but this was like up in Washington State. He was sent up there. So he's chilling and he meets a young man and starts to teach him guitar. And this guy was Charles Manson. 
Oh my ew. Yeah, so Alvin Alvin Carpus is responsible for teaching Charles Manson guitar while that, in prison. That must have been way later, like in the fifties. Yeah. Forties so. or fifties. Wow. Yeah. So he was in prison for a long time. Yeah. I also just looked, guess who survived the longest of all the Baker boys? Who? Barker. Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> but how? I thought he died so soon. No, he died in nineteen forty nine, I think. Uh, That's what it says in the notes. We oh, it could yeah. be wrong. We don't know. Uh, well, so because oh, t- he was incarcerated, he was incarcerated during all of the the kidnappings and shit. I think. Uh, wait, hold on. Herman, <laughs> oh yeah, Herman died first, and then Fred died with his mom, mm-hmm. and then Lloyd died in. Wait, no, Lloyd died later. Arthur died in prison. And Lloyd died in 1949. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So he was, he, Lloyd was one of the only ones not participating, I think, during the big kidnappings because he was in prison. Oh, got it. So he missed out. He missed out. <laughs> but you know what? That meant he survived a little bit longer. Yeah. So good thing. Well, and all that is to say, what a mother, you know? You know? This is a Mother's Day just happened, and uh, that was our whole reason for doing this episode. We wanted to find a really interesting story about a Oh, what we thought mother. was a shitty mom. Yeah, we, we thought we were going to get a fucked up mom, but really... Uh, I think she's a, a bad mom. She... She wasn't she great. <laughs> she, she did not raise her sons to... Uh, Go on to be the most upstanding of citizens, and she arguably helped uh, aid and abet them, and gave them the green light for doing their crimes. That's the thing. I don't think parents are fully responsible for what their children grow up to be, but she was shitty, or you know, they're not responsible for the actions of their adult children. I guess is more what I want to say. But was she? fucking enabling them while yes. they were being shitty criminals oh a fucking hundred percent she was like their hideout mama and she would like probably cook them food and stuff and like she let them live with her and like you know it was sketchy as fuck so but then i go back to this idea that like she was she had struggled from you know for several years when all of her sons were in prison and her husband left her yeah. and she had to resort to you know, possibly, maybe, who knows, allegedly doing <laughs> sex, sex work, oh, but maybe yeah. not. Um, or or maybe she was just struggling and starving and doing whatever she needed to do, whether that was like, who knows? Yeah, maybe they looked after her. And, and maybe she just didn't ever want to go to that place again and was like, well, I guess going on the road with my adult criminal sons is better than you know, wasting away in a dirt floor shack where I'm starving. So True. who knows? Fair. She had she had very limited options and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to we say. We weren't there. Don't worry, Mom. Don't worry, Dad. I will never uh, go on a crime spree and <laughs> make you come with me. Yeah. Uh, TBD. I don't know what the future holds for me. So that's true. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> things can things can change. Who knows? JK. Yeah. I hope I'm. Well, if 
if Jack ever decides he's going to become a criminal later on in life, I am not going to stand by and let him be a dickhead. So no, that's what his don't shares for. He'll come that's to right. me, and then I will protect him. And, and then- you'll go on the crime spree with him. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And I'll be, uh, and then like in the history books, it'll be like, it'll be like mob boss Jack Saul and his don't share. <laughs> Me and my don't share. <laughs> All I need in this life of sin <laughs> is it me and oh my don't share. Uh, Down to ride to the very end. <laughs> me and my donche, me and my donche. <laughs> if I was your donche, <laughs> uh, oh my god! C- call me your donche, cause I'll be there for you if somebody hurts you. But I'll, it will never be me. Yeah, he he. I hope you sing that song to him for his whole life. <laughs> I need to work out the lyrics so they're not sexual in any way because that's a right. very sexual song. And that's, down to ride yeah. to the very end, I only mean in the crime way. Yeah, uh, you know what like, I mean, like in the life way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the life, that song is very sexy uh, because it's Jay Z and Beyonce, and they're talking yeah. to each other about, you know their sex life their yeah. sex yeah and just like how they're down to like be with each other and then there's like some prince influence in it you know okay yeah i wow. gotta clean it up clean it up yeah. make it more crime related okay cool 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 um i'll write that right now okay um <laughs> yeah you could you could sing it to him for his 18th birthday <laughs> graduates high school we'll make him listen to every episode of this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no there's things he does not want to hear no no he should know he should, oh he should no hear it. it's part of becoming a well-rounded adult i think ew i feel like you've talked about like masturbating too much that's true for mm. your son to hear about even as a teenager actually that's when it's the worst oh my god but you know what's gonna be great you can like threaten to embarrass him by sharing stuff with his friends like you could like uh, send. you could be like i'm gonna send your friend this podcast that's and I'm true. like no fine i'll go to school yeah that's <sighs> true that's a good point okay like if you're gonna if you're gonna stay home you could help listen to my podcast oh no i'll go to school you know from billy madison you can, you can stay home and help me shave my armpits <laughs> i, I say that it. i say that to so, i don't know i say that on probably a weekly basis same same <laughs> i just referenced it the other day and i was like that was so funny oh because adam sandler hosted snl that's right it was good yeah it was very good. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Sorry. Um, oh, well, no. this was probably all cut out. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? Well, that's Ma Barker and her yeah. horrible criminal sons that yeah. she loved unconditionally. To a fault. And it got or, her killed. Or maybe she just needed a place to crash. <laughs> <laughs> and a hot meal. Either way. Uh, wow. Follow us on social media, aka Socialmeads, uh, at DTFU Podcast and all the things. We're de- yeah. um, we're, we're definitely doing a better job already this week of being social media um, posters. 
if you mm-hmm. really want to like get in on the convo, join the private Facebook group. Uh, you have to answer the questions to be let in, or I will deny you. First, I'll mm-hmm. let it sit there for a few days to see. Oh, are they going to fill this out? Then they go, mm, they don't fill it out. Then I go denied, denied, and that's sad, and oh, it makes you sad. Boo. But yeah. Just like you don't have to get crazy with it. Just be like, we just want to know that you're like a real human, and maybe you've only listened to like one episode and you know that's okay just say that yeah that's totally fine just answer yeah. bus driver signs you could just you could say anything from the first episode herf yeah that comes later yeah but yeah, yeah. anything's fine and also yeah. check out our patreon because there's some very fun content on there right now you guys, we are much more loose on the Patreon, which I don't know. Maybe it, that's not what you want, but <laughs> <laughs> it gets really wild. We laugh pretty hard. Um, we have oh bonus God. episodes. We do uh, we do video uh, Q&As, which are really fun. Mm-hmm. We did last month. We had a video Q&A with us and Pete and DJ, and that yeah. was really fun. Um, it was so fun. I liked yeah. hearing from them. Yeah. So, and that's uh, that's like what the five dollar level. That's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, lo- the 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 lowest tier, a most affordable level. Yeah, you don't yeah. and you can you support ask us whatever. You yeah, want. you could ask whatever you want. You could support us at any level that you want. Uh, but there are rewards for certain levels. So check it out. Yeah. It's extra content. Um, so you're getting something for your support. It's wonderful. It's so fun, and we love making yeah. it. All right. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be excellent to yourselves. And each other. That's very important. Very important. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.